RadioInfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Vale on the drums and it's almost Thanksgiving beans. We have a very busy show today. Oh, good. Believe it or not. Before the show started podcast, I was just telling everybody I have to find the Frank Caliendo impression of George Bush because he says gobble, 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 gobble. Maybe Friday morning. Or I can just find it while you're talking. Maybe you'll talk for a little while and I'll find it. I don't know. There's, there's always an op- there's always something that sets me off. So we'll see. <laughs> so I've got a bunch of stuff. Um, let us start the show on Arizona. So okay. this is what it's all about, Frank. Wendy wrote this column yesterday. Maricopa County eyewitness accounts um, suggest that, well, there's a couple of them that have been shared. There's this one, Maricopa County eyewitness accounts suggest election may be uncertifiable. And then the Carrie Lake War Room shared another column that she started, that she did yesterday. Maricopa County election complaints go beyond pure speculation. Both of them were shared by the Carrie Lake War Room. Why is that great? It's it's great because you guys out there read this and amplified it to such an extent that it caught their attention. And now they've got all that information too, which I may say is very well documented and sourced. I'm just saying. So <laughs> there's no there's no hyperbole in this. It is all legit, straightforward. It goes over everything that had to do with we talked about a lot of it the other day, the um, the summary of the uh, attorney general letter, a lot of the 17 roving attorneys, eyewitness accounts information, other first person witnesses that have come to us. So now it's kicking off in earnest in Arizona, Frank. OK, so m- my question is possibilities. Uh, I-, I saw the headlines of not cer- being not being certified, certain people, certain entities in the in the state not certifying the election uh how far how far can that be dragged out um is that a a a real buffer between katie hobbs taking office and if they don't certify are they just in stalemate And, and how does this how do you see this resolving it's not that i so far can see that they're not certifying it's that they're delaying certification until the last day okay so i'm not all on that train i'm not seeing it the way everyone else is um quickly mr beak or mvr beak i don't know who that is says good morning adam carter sent us a five dollar hat tip saying thanksgiving happy thanksgiving frank and beans adam 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 (laughs) so this article was also shared but again, before we go on, somebody said yesterday um, in response to this Uncover DC article, no, we don't care. Nothing's ever going to happen. Um, you know, we don't need to know all of this stuff, like whatever. And I said, okay, I'll make sure we stop doing all of our work because, you know, being informed is so like last century. Like just because you're pissed and frustrated doesn't mean that we don't still have to know this stuff. It's still ha- like they're going to keep reporting on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's the alternative? I, I, I don't. I and I understand. I understand human frustration very well. And I don't. I don't. Um, I, I don't put myself in a position to say, "Hey, you know what? Snap out of it." 
I mean, after a while, everybody's got to stop grieving in one way or another. But um, I, I mean, what's 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 the point? If if every piece of news you get is doesn't matter, nothing's gonna happen. Well, nothing, nothing's good gonna happen. So, all right, you're the turtle from Never Ending Story. Then I, <laughs> I don't. I want to say um, too. There's another. There's another case that's going around. Uh, it's a supreme. Not about this, and we're gonna hop back to this. But again, I'm all over the place today. There was a Supreme Court case. It's not even a case. It's just been docketed. It's it's like Brunson versus 300 plaintiffs or 300 defendants, and the relief. It's basically they didn't. The the, the plaintiff is alleging that these guys didn't investigate the 2020 election fraud, so therefore they should be removed from office. That's the crux of the suit. So he's suing all these people that are in office saying you didn't investigate 2020. So that's cause to take you out of office. And he's gone through a bunch of different dismissals. Like the courts are dismissing it for lack of jurisdiction. The courts are dismissing it for lack of standing, whatever. And now he's appealed it all the way through all those courts. And now it's, it's, it's a writ of territory sitting at the Supreme Court and everybody's going nuts over this case saying how it's going to change everything and it's all going to be different. And this case is not going to be heard by the Supreme Court. I'm just letting everybody, there's no way they're picking this up. Zero the, chance. Arizona, you mean? No, it has nothing to do with Arizona. It has to do with 2020. And I, I, I'm 2020, jumping, yeah. okay. Yeah, and basically what this guy is saying who sued is since you didn't do your due diligence to investigate what happened in the 2020 election, you should be removed from office because you've infringed upon my constitutional right to be able to vote and, and have it count. His remedy is to remove them from office. The Supreme Court at this stage, if they took it up, would be looking at whether or not the lower courts erred in dismissing his case, not the foundations of the case itself or what it's about. So everybody's waiting for some response to come in where these people have to defend themselves in front of the Supreme Court, but that's not even why it's there in the first place. I'm only talking about this because it's been thrown at me probably a hundred times over the past couple of days. This case is not going anywhere. The Supreme Court is not going to hear it. If I'm wrong, I will, I don't know, give me something that you guys want me to do. I'll eat crow if I'm wrong. Fine. I'll eat my hat. I don't wear hats. Whatever. It's just not happening. I wish it were not the case, but states... Remember, Frank, in 2020, all those states with Texas sued for uh, almost the same thing? I was just about to bring it up because I had I was I was going to bring this up because I brought this up last night with Chris Ann Hall because uh, I was talking to her a little bit about Arizona and and uh, Article two and um, and the, the Texas lawsuit that right there, you have multiple states that sign on for a lawsuit to sue states like Pennsylvania who violated Article 2, which is the, the constitutional uh, prescription for states to be able to create their own ways of awarding their electoral college votes for the presidency. So um, they, uh, John Roberts gives states like Pennsylvania pretty much the green light to say, to hell with Article Two. You you can you can supersede your state legislature, and you can allow your your crazy political operatives in the governor's mansion and and elsewhere to just dictate by executive fiat how the rest of the, the state is going to vote with mail and with extended voting days, mm -hmm. and you're not going to count certain timestamps and all that other stuff. Crazy stuff. 
So when when Texas that Texas lawsuit oh, came together, sorry, the hell's, when that Texas lawsuit came together, said, "Well, well, this this is legit right here because every state in the union has a gripe that um, these so-called battleground states that are swinging the election one way or another are not acting in accordance with constitutional norms and prescriptions." So um, when the Supreme Court sat on their hands. When that is in there, that is their. That's the whole the, reason they exist. <laughs> it's the only reason they exist yes. to be able to, to to be able to dictate and come down and enforce, apply the Constitution uh, in the in the limited scope that it already exists for the federal government. That is one of the things that they actually were designed to do, and they passed it up. They said, "No way!" If they could not pick that up, I this? I don't I don't I don't have any interest in. And getting my hopes up with anything else. No, I, I agree 100%. You just articulated that better than I ever could. 100% agree. I wish, you know, everybody grabs onto the the, the flavor of the, that looks good and everything, but everybody doesn't. And I wouldn't necessarily understand how this all worked either if I didn't do it 24 hours a day every single day. But there's just, they pick up, I showed folks they pick up less than 1% of these cases as it is. And just because it's docketed and it has a calendar of some kind, that's a default measure that happens. It doesn't mean anything. Like everybody's, everybody's, what I, what I want to try to avoid, I want to try to set normal expectations for people so that they're all like, nothing ever happens. This is it again. Like just. But, but here, but here, all, always remember, nothing may, it may be that nothing will happen. But it's not because a crime wasn't committed like we it was it was important for us to realize the ins and outs of what was going on with Hillary Clinton and the subpoenaed emails and Benghazi. Oh, yeah. The fact, the fact that we know these stories and we have it all laid out is very important. The fact that no, no justice was served does not negate the work and the understanding that was gained. It, it, it actually helps you understand just how bad of a situation we're in. You know, and and uh, and 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 what we are, what options we're limited to. So I understand it's it's uh, disheartening, but you got to know. You have to know. We can't just take the the pill and start eating steak again, guys. It's just not an option. And I've been doing this for twenty something years now. And then if we had stayed that small little crew screaming about Agenda Twenty Twenty and having everybody tell us we were a lunatic conspiracy theorists. Where would we be right now? Would Agenda 2020 have actually been implemented in full? Where they've moved it now? It's Agenda 2030. <laughs> uh, now, 2021, you uh, mean Agenda 21? Well, they have a new agenda. I we published Michelle's article on it the other day. They're like, there's always a new agenda, and it keeps getting worse. But the only reason why they have to go so far is because we all know what the hell is going on. Otherwise, they just drip this out, and it would be no big deal. Important stuff, guys. Important. 2030, 2030 is the the cementing of of codified policy for the world. That's what that's what they want to have it all rolled out. And I believe that the finish line that they think for implementation and execution is 2050. That's why you hear a lot of people. You remember you remember in 2016, you had people like um, uh, what's it called? Miranda Hobbs from from who's the one from. Uh, from a sex in the city, Miranda, the the short haired ginger that was running for governor over here. Oh yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Uh, what's was her name? That, that, was that 2017 or was that 2016? I think it was 
was a 2018 Frank. Maybe I, I, you know what? I think it was 18 because yeah. she was kind of like running uh, in tandem with AOC. And I, I remember asking myself, why the hell is this woman bringing up the, the what's with this tw- year 2050 number? I want New York to be 100 percent sustainable green by 2050. Um, and, and, uh, and then and then I start seeing 2050 popping up elsewhere. And then I realized that it's a huge U.N. Um, the watermark date or wow. a uh, high water date, I guess, that they want. And it doesn't it makes more and more sense now that you see that in 2020, uh, the U.N. and that whole globalist crew was giving people like Joe Joe Biden their their campaign slogans, build back better. So it, it's a central brain that is controlling all of these politicians and their their so-called agendas. And the, they, they share the dates. They all share the common dates. Build Back Better ruined it for me because when my house sadly burnt down, everybody was saying that to me. You'll build back better. Don't worry. And I'm like, no. Stop <laughs> encouraging me. <laughs> I don't want to be green. Um. Anyway, good points. Back to Arizona. This is something that I wanted to read. This is a town call. What is wrong with me? A town hall column. Um, No one really believes deep down that Arizona rejected four top Republican candidates, three who are leading in almost every poll, including mainstream media polls, considering the breakdown of voter registration in the state. Um, Nobody believes that. Then it says voters are wondering. This is what gets me. Voters are wondering how incumbent Republican state treasurer Kimberly Yee received more votes than any of the other statewide candidates, about 100,000 more than Carrie Lake, even though she had low name recognition, was not endorsed by Trump, didn't get the base excited, and conducted a relatively quiet, uneventful first term. It's not because Yee didn't have a significant opponent. State Senator Martin Quisada is one of the most well-known and popular Democrats in the state. On the other hand, Lake brought out thousands to huge rallies and was considered a Trump-like sensation across the state with huge name recognition due to being a longtime popular news anchor in the Phoenix market. Explain 100,000 more votes for a down-ballot race like that. Tracy, that that screenshot of that Yee woman yeah trouncing her opponent but also trouncing everybody up (laughs) higher up the ticket that screenshot alone i shared that i said this is what election fraud looks like how it it, it doesn't make any sense no of course not of course it doesn't but 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 like florida like guam it's how everything else should have looked yep it's these little peaks behind the curtain and and also the mining thank you mvr beak Appreciate you because that was the other one. The mining inspector, the mining inspector beat Katie Hobbs. The most. What the hell's that? Exactly. Exactly. Like what this, did the, how, how did the local dog dog catcher do? Seriously, the mining it was something else. That I think there was another like agriculture race or something. These are people that vote straight ticket okay nobody's sitting there saying well when it comes time to vote for mining inspector i'm gonna vote for whoever but you know katie hobbs also gets my vote katie hobbs for the big issues but that mining inspector (laughs) i tell you i'm not saying it's not an important job i'm just saying in comparison with the governor the secretary of state the treasurer i mean the um the ag and a senator it's just not okay (laughs) There's just something wrong here. Something wrong here. Large large Marge is here. Oh damn. She says she loves us. 
Hi. <laughs> Large Marge sounds fun. And Stowe says, uh, good morning, Frank and Beans, with the little $5 hat tip. Thank you so much, Stowe. Stowe, Stowe. I'm going to pay attention to the chat a lot today because these people are fantastic. Did you know? I, I always say on Fridays, we should definitely have a little bit more. Um, Interacting. A little bit more. And yeah, yeah. Audience Q&As, things like that. Cynthia Nixon was her name. Thank you, Adam Carter from the Washington Pundit. It was Cynthia Nixon that ran the redhead, the ginger. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, those are things that I just can't square. But um, we have another column coming out today. Wendy's going to write about um, Attorney General. I, I want to say his name properly. I want to say it properly. Hold on a second. Hold on. It is Hamade. Abraham Hamade. I think that's how you say it. Abraham Hamade has filed a lawsuit. He's running for attorney general. He's behind by like 500 votes. 500. But he launched, he filed a lawsuit against the state of Arizona, I guess. It's a 25 page complaint. He's the attorney general candidate. So you got to think it's well done. I haven't read it yet. And uh, yeah, so there's that. Okay. Um, so we're going to keep our eyes on it. Now, there are, are, Alabama has just withdrawn from Eric. Eric is the software that is, it's a voter roll management system. I have something in my eye. It's a voter roll management system that is supposed to be keeping voter rolls clean, but was founded by a far left Democrat activist years ago. And all these states that participate in it pay like twenty or $30,000 a month, I believe, or a year. I don't know. I think it's a month. Hold on. Um, Alabama is the second Eric member state to withdraw. Louisiana suspended its participation in January. They want to manage their own voter rolls. Nothing is changing on these voter rolls. And it just basically hands a Democrat activist every state's voter rolls. Sounds great. Sounds great. It's a membership. Yeah. It's $25,000 a year. I wish I had the money to be part of these really awesome organizations. Somebody asked me a question this morning. Somebody was saying something about me. Uh, I couldn't even read it, whatever it was. And they said, why don't you just sue them if it's not true? That's my favorite comeback from people. <laughs> Hold on. Let me grab up about fifty dollars to $100,000. That's, Just to start. <laughs> it's ideal. It's ideal. You know, having your day in court, thinking about facing your accusers, uh, uh, having your name expunged from any, you know, malicious, uh, you know, public campaigning, whatever the hell it is, going out there fighting and winning in, in the, the good old American way of the, the good old American justice system. It's a great idealistic thing. And it, and it works out uh, when you're, you're daydreaming sometimes, but <laughs> man, it's, there is a barred entry for it, justice. It's, it's not, a lot of money. yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. Even if you win, you, what do you, I mean, especially if the person that you're suing doesn't have anything. Unless you're in a lawyer. And then at that time, what you're just doing is pledging every waking hour of your life and not doing things that you want to be doing otherwise to defending yourself and building up your own case. Yeah. Um, and very few people are going to do things pro bono unless, of course, it's a, a nobody, gigantic. Nobody does things pro bono. Yeah. <laughs> and and rightfully so, to be honest. 
There are some pro bono cases. I can't say that. But I don't think that people should be doing things pro bono unless they're really seriously dedicated to it. Sometimes, well, uh, uh, Unless you're also in a, a case that you're handling a case that's so massive that the exposure of your work is going to be it's the same the payment thing. in itself. Yeah. yeah. Some people will take a lesser fee for things for high profile cases. It depends. But it's not so easy as to just, you know, launch up and sue somebody. It's just not. It takes it's I have ironclad defamation cases against a number of legacy media outlets, but I need X amount of dollars to start suing them for it. And I don't have that money. I just don't. So I just have to hope all of you guys see through it, which I think you do for the most part, because who follows them anyway? So, yeah, it's expensive to sue. Moving right along. This struck me, Frank. Have you been following the Colorado nightclub shooting? Oh yeah, I had a an opening last night. I had I had to unload on Ben Collins last night, and it uh, it goes into into what the Colorado shooting uh, is being used for and all that stuff. But I, of course, about an hour after I ended my show last night, I heard that the shooter is non-binary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can just see Ben Collins after three days of spewing diarrhea, they're talking to himself. Oh, I, okay, it's okay. I can work with this. I can work with this because they've already pivoted from he's a right wing anti gay murderer who's hunting down people to um, it, uh, the the shooter was being bullied for being on the LGBT spectrum. It, it's it, that's exactly what I was. It says it in here. It looks like he was bullied when he was in high school. Like they're trying to now be sympathetic to the man who shot 17 or 18 people. Instead, I haven't been following this closely because to me, it just looks like another Psy Act that they're going to capitalize on for gun control. There was a mass shooting this morning at Walmart where a manager at Walmart flipped out and shot 10 people. That I have to look into also. But obviously the, the, the gun legislation nonsense is back at the forefront again. This is... I almost wonder why they let this out. I guess the the prosecutor assigned to this dude wants to get him from having to face a hate crime. And you can't blame somebody of a hate crime if they're a member of said marginalized group, which is probably one of the more privileged groups in the world at this point. What are they yeah, doing? Yeah, I, I know. I don't know. Uh, usually when this stuff happens, we get a rash of shootings. Yeah, um, we so, get a rash of it. It's just that time in the, the news cycle again. And of course, it's the holidays. They want people steeped in in death and carnage and misery during the holidays. Um, th that's just what we have now. They want everybody sitting very piously and um, and, and worshiping all of their their gods and praying their prayers for the first seven months with all whatever. But this is where it's about rebirth. And it's about Thanksgiving in November and December for a lot of traditional uh, Western, especially Christian people. Um, this is traditionally in the last couple of years, especially, is where we have been given a, a, a full serving of death and misery to counteract what is supposed to be about rebirth and hope. So you have to look at this um I, I have no choice but to look at this from a uh, an esoteric standpoint. It's all very, very ritualistic to me. Look at what will happen Friday when now the stores are finally open again for Black Friday. How many death trampling stories are we going to get from Friday's rush of shoppers? 
I, I don't I can't know. believe people still go out for those. I, I can't either. As a matter of fact, Cyber Monday is so much more, uh, so much more exciting. Do it all from your home. Oh, I have something. I have something. My sister sent it to me that I, I want to show you. That makes me think that Black Friday this year is not going to be what it's cracked up to be. But I forgot to pull it out before we started. Um, I don't know how they maneuver around this other than to start making. And then in this, in one of these articles that the AP wrote, the way they start talking about how what, this was the one where the army veteran pulled out the um, pulled out the the gun from the guy and started beating him with it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So they start to make him look like the bad guy, the way they're talking about him now. Who? Wait, wait. This I didn't see. Hold on. There is an AP article. Well, he should have. He should have gone easier on the trans murderer. Yes, that's what they're starting to say. Hold on. I, I need. I hadn't seen this. The way they wrote it. Let me. I got to find it now because there was an AP article that I had open about it. Um, let me see. AP says on the fly, guys. AP says um, Colorado, right? Yeah. Shooter was AP, AP. Just incredible. Um, that's not it. And, and and I don't and I don't even I don't even really uh follow these things too much anymore. I know that there was about two or three other shootings that was getting some media attention prior to this one. And of course, those went away so quick I couldn't even absorb the details because all the shooters were not white. So, you know, it just poof. Yeah. Gone. And and everything is just so selectively selectively harped on that um i i rather not i just ignore it all i, I bet and you I, I bet you anything they were trying to they were trying to say that because it was club q <laughs> oh I, I don't think that I, I i thought about that too i said everything whatever the the places where it happens that these things happen they're all very meaningful very meaningful and when I saw Club Q, I said, God, of course, of course it was at Club Q. Yeah, I, I got to find this. Anyway, the tone they're using in this AP article that I read this morning somewhere that also credits the New York, uh, the um, Washington Post, they're saying the way they explain the way this guy grabbed this gun and beat the transgender assailant is like they're trying to make this guy out to be the guy that was the bad guy now, like for beating him. I'm reading it and I'm like, yesterday he was a hero. Today, now that this guy turns out to be like some kind of a non-binary something or other, they're making this guy out to be the one who's in the wrong. The way it's written is terrible. It's just right, terrible. Right, right. Yeah, he, he, he was just the... He was just the ass, uh, the rollicking ass that went to a, a, a gay bar to hang out because he was so bigoted. And um, and then when uh, one of their patrons starts shooting everybody up, he had the audacity of punching him a couple of extra times in the face. I, you know, I, I, I have to actually believe I have to see that to believe it. I can't believe that they're turning on because all of these all of these events 
they uh, there's a couple of earmarks that will never ever be unchecked boxes that will never be unchecked and the hero figure is always going to be a box that's checked and i have never seen them i have never seen them uncheck that hero box for somebody just because they found out that the murderer someone who has had, had already killed five people and wounded 20 others uh thought that uh he was a they i i don't I think that warrants a couple extra punches. They're obviously nuts. So I don't know. I'm going to find it. I'm so sorry that I don't have it. I don't know why I don't have it. I read it this morning. I was like, holy crap, are they actually going to pull this? And then went on from there. Um, Maybe I have it up here. Would that, would that be possible? Would it be possible? This is the Walmart one. Manager snapped and started capping people. Cops say seven people are killed, including shooter during bloody Walmart rampage. As worker claims, manager opened fire on open fire on staff in a break room, Chesapeake, Virginia. Police said oh. the gunman was among the dead, though they didn't specify whether he had turned the gun on himself. Um, last night I saw an interrogation of a gentleman who was at a tattoo parlor. He worked there. Um, a brother of one of his girlfriend's friends came into the tattoo parlor, wanted to start a fight with him, came around the counter, punched him in the face. Somebody stepped in to try and stop it. The dude pulled out a gun and started shooting. The man who worked at the tattoo parlor, who was under attack, pulled out his own gun and shot back. Um, and then there was like a chase and they ran. It was, it was, the guy was beside himself. He couldn't believe it even happened. He was like, I don't understand. And if you listen to the interrogation, you can see these cops try and get this guy to in incriminate himself into a motive or something. Like, I, I'm just telling everybody right now, no matter what, whether you're innocent or guilty, never speak to the police or anyone without an attorney. Just say, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. I am invoking my Fifth Amendment right. I will not be speaking to you until my attorney is present. End of story. Don't ever talk to the cops. What I've seen done to people, Frank, in some of these things is like completely innocent people just because they had to blab their mouth. Mm -hmm. Even witnesses. It's terrible. So he was, he ended up not being charged with this shooting, but they really wanted to charge him with it. Like really badly. The, the owner of the store? The, the guy who was working. His, his girlfriend's friend's brother. His girlfriend's friend had told this guy that there was some kind of problem that this dude had done something to her, which was untrue. The brother goes to the shop to call him out on it. He says, let's go outside and talk about this. The brother punches him in the face a couple times. Then somebody else comes in to jump in between them. The brother um, the brother pulls out his gun and starts shooting. This guy fires back in self-defense. And they're try the cops are trying to pin it on the self-defense dude. Huh. Then I watched another one last night that went viral. It's about this teenager, 19 years old, gets pulled over for only using his high beams, right? 
He gets pulled. I watched the whole thing. He gets pulled over. Cop comes up to the window, asks him for his registration. Kid's 19, fumbling, has a couple versions, the expired ones in there, whatever. You know how nervous you get when you get pulled over. It's just not comfortable. So he finally finds it. The officer says, how much have you had to drink tonight? Kid says, nothing. 19-year-old college football player starting his career out, whatever. He's like, nothing, officer. Why are your eyes so bloodshot? And then, like, you could see very closely his eyes. They're not bloodshot at all, right? He's like, they're not. Cop pulls him out of the car, puts him through, like, every different field sobriety test in the world, tells him he smells the odor of alcohol on his breath. You know, all the things that cops are supposed to say in a DWI arrest. Your eyes are glassy. I smell the odor of alcohol coming from your breath. He says all this stuff to this kid. Kid goes through every single sobriety test, all while maintaining his innocence, and then does the breathalyzer, and it's zeros, completely zeros. This cop then says, when's the last time you smoked weed? (laughs) The kid's like, I don't smoke weed. I'm drug tested every Friday. I'd be kicked off the football team if I smoked weed or did drugs. They'd kick me off the team. That's my life. They haul him off to jail. While he's at jail, they do this big, huge, you know, uh, in, enhanced narcotics investigation on him. They what was him- the point, though? Just for, for kicks? Because what, what was the this point? cop wanted to be a, a douche, couldn't admit that he was wrong for saying all the things like, how could you say that you smelled alcohol on someone's breath and then have them blow a zero? How? How could you say, well, I smell the odor of alcohol coming from your breath? And the kid's like... I didn't drink. <laughs> yeah, no, it it ends right there. We're not moving to the next thing. I want a urine. Ex- I want a urine right now. They did it. Pee, they d- pee in my mouth. Basically, well, he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, he probably would have liked that. But th- I mean, they took yeah. a urine sample, a blood, a blood draw. This kid, this kid was there for hours doing all kinds of. T- he has it all on video. He got the the video. I watched it all yesterday. He edited this one. It was so funny. This 19-year-old kid handled this so well. Then now him and all his friends are hitting up the city council meetings every week because this kid was basically a pillar of the community and is now being like, bye. And the mayor comes out and takes the cop's side. The kid got the cop alone at the end after they cleared him of anything. He had no drugs or anything in his system at all. He was completely pure. He got the cop in there and like made the cop apologize. He's like, you need to do better than this. And he's like, I think I deserve an apology. And the cop's like, well, I'm sorry, I guess. Turns out that cop actually has a a domestic violence um, thing. Of course. It's one of those power trips. I've seen it so many times. There are so many great cops out there. I watch all those videos too. But I've also seen some cops that pull some absolute nonsense. The second you start talking about your rights, they lose their minds. Oh, no, no, I absolutely. I, I, the next question I was going to ask you is, uh, has anybody looked into this guy's domestic violence record? Because that is, um, I mean, the, the domestic violence uh, among police officers is so incredibly high. There and- are there are some there are some like I've seen to the contrary of that. There was a woman who actually was um, under the influence of of alcohol, and it appeared as though she didn't realize that she. It appeared as though somebody had tr- had spiked her, and that she was, you know, because she was adamant that she hadn't drank anything. Um, and the way that these officers handled that, in comparison to the way that this one guy handled the other incident, was night and day. And it sucks because 
there are so many great cops out there that do the right thing, that care about, like, that don't care if you're filming them, that abide by the rules. Like, I've seen it hundreds of times. And then these bad ones stand out, Frank, so starkly. And a lot of the times you'll see when a bad, a bad egg is doing something inappropriate or escalating a situation that shouldn't be, their partner will step in to try and de-escalate that situation and stop the other cop from getting so heated or whatever. And goodness knows they deal with a bunch of crap all day long. But I've seen cops get so mad on these things when you start talking about your rights, like you don't have to provide your ID. So a lot of states have laws that say you shouldn't provide, you know, you're you're not required to provide your ID, but that in and of itself is then used as probable cause to take it further. Just don't talk. Just don't like it never ends well. It's something you have to, you have to just keep in mind. You have to, um, because yeah, there's, there's, there's bad apples in, uh, everywhere, but you have to assume the worst these days and everybody's on edge because, um, nobody expects the best out of anybody. Hey, if you're a police officer, can you really expect the best out of uh, especially do you, do you really t- do you really expect the best out of most people at your your work? Where you ha- everybody has to be on edge. And the more on edge we are, the more things. Ha- but obviously, some people are just on a power trip. And that's why you just have to protect yourself. And the less you do, the better position you're in to be able to fight any kind of indiscretion that may happen along the way. That's just what it is. You You, you can't say anything. Some somebody is is um, a cop in the in the comments is saying stop. Uh, thanks for trashing cops. Oh, just, just don't, don't don't just ignore them. It's hypersensitive people. I, they can't just just ignore them. Did anything I just said trash cops no, as a whole? No, like, no. I, I have to be able saying. to talk about things, guys. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Just like you just I, ignore <laughs> hypersensitive people like that. Oh, goodness. Oh, trashing oh. cops. Uh, anyway, th- that's what I'm going to put the links to these in the um in the the show notes because there were two really crazy stories that I I saw um, that that need to be, like this happens to people, I'm sorry, it does. It happens to people all the time. Their rights get violated and they need to know how to make sure that doesn't happen and people take advantage of it and it's just the truth. I'm sorry, you can't say that that's not true. (laughs) It's true. You have constitutional rights for a reason and you should be able to exercise them i don't know how we got on this i think it was because of the the um shootings and yeah, responses yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah the, yeah. the the guy in in virginia and then and then the football player yeah sorry i said it was a news roundup day here we are um yep so yesterday frank there were four different hearings going on against trump at the same exact time in different courtrooms Four oh, hearings oh, uh, in four I, different I matters. This. I saw this, uh, and and what I all all I saw was the celebrating from mongrels on the left about oh a, a day like this where Trump lost four times was only outdone by a day where he lost sixty four times in four weeks. I guess that's about all of the election, he all of the. Uh, I know. I don't even file look. I know they're just they're nuts. They're nuts. Help me. Cases involving former President Donald Trump are playing out in four different courtrooms Tuesday, underscoring the legal challenges he faces as he mounts a third run for the White House. Four days after Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed a special counsel to oversee the entirety of the Justice Department's criminal investigation. Listen to me. 
I posted this yesterday. They filed the special counsel declaration in the, hold on, in the, um, the special master case. So you know how Trump has the case in front of the special master right now um, for his search of Mar-a-Lago and the special master is there overseeing all the documents that were taken and whether they were taken properly or not. This gets yeah. filed on that case talking about how, here, here it is. It's the actual special counsel declaration, which is very small. So I have to lean over like this to read it. It says, you are appointed as a special attorney to the guy, Mr. Smith. Um, you're authorized to conduct in any judicial district proceedings necessary to, listen to this, one, conduct the ongoing investigation into whether any person or entity violated the law in connection with efforts to interfere with the lawful transfer of power following the 2020 presidential election. Oh, God. Or the certification of the Electoral College vote held on or about January 6, 2021, as well as any matters that arose or might arise directly from this investigation or that are within the scope of 28 CFR 604. And... <laughs> Go fishing. Literally. Go fishing. Anything that might show... that. Listen, everything that you just read is meaningless except for one thing. Anything that may arise along... The, the 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 track of this investigation that everything else is meaningless that's the only thing that matters because they've already pretty much admitted in Washington Post and elsewhere that there that Trump was not selling nuclear secrets and the Mar-a-Lago stuff was and, and what was what was the most telling thing about that whole uh couple of weeks that we were talking about the raid back in August it was that Merrick Garland gave them a scope of the day that uh, that Trump was inaugurated to the day that he officially left office. It's all been fishing expeditions. Yeah. So the only thing you met you mentioned that even matters is that that third point that you read out. The third point, um, the certificate, the, the, any matters that arose or might arise directly from this investigation that are within the scope. That one. Which one? Yeah, from the investigation oh, oh, itself. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anything they find as they're ongoing looking, it's the same thing that Mueller had. Moving on, conduct the ongoing investigation referenced and described in the United States' response to motion for judicial oversight and additional relief, Donald J. Trump versus the United States, as well as any matters that arose or may arise directly from this investigation or that are within the scope of blah, blah, blah. You are further authorized to prosecute federal crimes arising from the investigation of these matters. So literally anything they want now, anything, it, it is... You, this is such an abuse and this can go on for years. And I guarantee you, it's not going to end in acquittals like the stupid waste of a Durham investigation did. Sorry. Oh, I know. It's it, because what was Russia all about? What was the Ukraine call uh, uh, impeachment number one all about? It was about eating time. They need something underlying. They need something as the bed, the music bed, for everything that they do for the next year and a half leading up to 2024. They need they need they need all this going on. Obviously they're working with the with the GOP to make sure that there is a civil war knife fight that's going to go on uh in the lead up to the Republican primaries and the picking of a uh of a um of a nominee or a, a candidate. So there's so many different layers that they're going to implement here to try to create obstacles for Donald Trump to do anything 
ever again in the last election of his political viability. So uh, this is going to be just one of those baseline time wasters. Right. That will that we and, and we if just, he does win, it'll keep going through his presidency like the last time. Because they're not going to end it just because he gets a, like they they won't end it. And the I, I just. Yeah, and, it's and, not designed to end. And so the, the special master that is in place right now doing the work that was appointed by the judge in Florida to do this work, to make sure they didn't just go in there and take their arm and run it across the, everything and pull out all the things that they wanted, which they did. The appeals court is basically like, well, why does he need that? This would never be appointed in any typical case. And and Trump's lawyers are like, well, this is not a typical case. This is a former president. And they're, they're holding him to completely different standards than anyone else has ever been held to. And of course, the, the judges in that case are like up on their little... So I don't know what that ruling is going to be coming out of the 11th Circuit for the special master. But if they rip that away from him... I swear, like, before I keep talking, is anyone a judge in the audience? Because I don't want to insult anybody. But there are judges that are just not okay. There are some judges that are just not okay, and they're not constitutional judges, and they don't follow the rule of law, and they do things because of how they feel or whatever. And then, <laughs> so you say there are some judges that are not okay. I feel like. Uh, it's it's a surprise when we when we read about a judge who did something great. Well, that's the, uh, in, in, a, in a headline in a main in a headlines standpoint like this. So yeah. Amen, amen. There are judges like the judge in Louisiana who is actually hearing this case, Missouri v. Biden, the right way. And every time he does the right thing, I feel like I won the lottery. That's not how it's supposed to be. It's not. So yeah. if. Okay, moving right along. Do you, we have 10 minutes. Do you want to do what happened yesterday in the Missouri v. Biden case? Or do you want to do the ethical skeptic excess death thread that like really just blew my mind? We can go through all. You know, I have not watched. I I have not watched the whole thing yet of died suddenly. Mm. Have you watched it yet? No. Um, I I don't, I don't know if, listen, I I understand. I don't know if my heart could handle it. It, it's almost like what we were talking about before with you do the work to understand the ins and outs of what is happening in a certain case, or what's happening in general to us as a society. You just want to know you, you at this point, it, it's ridiculous to go into anything with high expectations for resolution, but you just want to know. Um, I, I, I feel I feel like we already know so much to have this in, to, to have this produced and encapsulated and and just articulated all in one place i don't know if my heart can handle it uh, i i just don't know am i right in saying that that in that movie there was an obstetrician that was saying that babies were having heart attacks in the womb is that correct i i i don't know i haven't i haven't gotten to that part i haven't watched it yet i haven't watched it yet um documentaries in particular I'm always very careful with because if you watch the Michael Moore documentary about the healthcare system and you're young and impressionable or even like slightly uninformed, you will think that socialized medicine is the greatest thing since since sliced bread because of how he presented it in the documentary. 
So I have to watch this documentary and then vet the documentary because <laughs> that's what I do. If it's that bad. I, I'm at a point right now where I, I get it. And uh, I'm not a, in any way, shape or form doubting that. And I, I, I often ask myself this too. This was maybe even in the days leading up to this, this thing coming out, because whether there's a movie out or not, every day there's a new there's a new story that terrible. you learn about that's that's just terrible <sighs> and i say to myself now that you know fauci's last words go out and get your updated shot number five version 5.0 is out now it's like get, it's like getting the aol cds uh mailed to your oh home my God. in the 90s <laughs> hey, the version 7.0 is out today install it I and i'm i don't know Tr tracy i i wish that there was a play and i'm sure that somebody's doing it but I wish that there was a place that actually documented. I don't know how to ever really articulate to people in my life who still are not really politically, um, you know, I, I don't know, activated on the issue, but just don't look into it that much and would never, ever um, believe. Mm. I would have a hard time believing that as many people that are injured and dying, that the, the damage that's being done, the clots, that the, the the suppression in the news and the statistics that are going on is happening. Happening. There's so many people that I, that would just never believe me, um, and I don't know how to present it. I went through this this thread on the pre-show today, um, and I'll put it in the show notes for everybody. But in summary, this is important. I hate talking about it too. Four hundred and one thousand excess deaths, sudden abnormal, most at home. Younger people in high vax counties concealed by the CDC did not exist prior to vaccine, not COVID or long COVID, far ex exceeds COVID periods, began week 14 of 2021, escalating in magnitude right now. We cannot be gaslit on this. And he shows all of the data like it's literally right in front of you. He shows also how they tried to hide it. And then he goes into his thread on cancer. Entropy and types of cancer skyrocketed. One cannot have an increase in entropy of rare to usual cancers and a decrease in cancer itself. He he's this guy's a genius. He he's just a genius. So I'll put this thread in there. Maybe when we're supposed to be very sad and we are not trying to like keep somewhat optimistic. I I can't let this go. I never do, Frank, because it's. Well, it's people. just ongoing. And, you know, it makes me it makes me worried about other things. You know, there are there are um, there are situations, you know, there's a lot of people out there who need blood transfusions. Oh, the, it, yeah. um, I, I, I've been I, I brought that up last week. I was like, you know, I haven't had this conversation with anybody. I never asked the question. But when you have the entire medical uh, mainstream medical establishment that says nothing to see here and they're still collecting blood from donors who might be four times five times shot up with this stuff um what what happens i mean that's 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 going to get into somebody else invariably who's in a tough spot who may not want to have that that shot but all of a sudden they're they're bringing in somebody else's blood and it here Safe Blood Hardliners, this is Vice, ready? Safe Blood Hardliners want to set up unvaccinated blood banks. This is from Gigi last night. Medics say that growing numbers of people are asking for transfusions of unvaxed blood. Listen to this. Anti-vaxxers are trying to create a new global infrastructure for the supply of unvaccinated blood driven by conspiracy theories and pseudoscientific beliefs about the dangers of the mRNA COVID vaccines. 
Safe Blood Donation was founded by a Swiss naturopath, George Della Pietra, who considers global coronavirus vaccination campaigns to be the crime of the century. He and his supporters believe, wrongly, that the mRNA coronavirus vaccines contaminate the blood and destroy the immune system and that unvaccinated people will be harmed if they receive transfusions of blood supplied by vaccinated people. Vice, this is probably inappropriate, so I'm going to do what I do when my kids are around and I'm really angry. That's my middle finger to you. We do this. You just get to do the old Italian salute. That too. That's a good one also. All right. To end the show, Frank, to end this show, we are going to listen to Frank Caliendo doing his George Bush impression. Ready? Yes. Okay. But the guy that the guy that really cracks me up is um uh President Bush. <laughs> I think it's great we have a president who seems like he's always looking directly into the sun. <laughs> Somebody do me a favor and hand me a pair of sunglasses. Somebody get me a visor. <laughs> Sir, you mean advisor, no a visor. <laughs> what are you, stupid? <laughs> and he's the only person I've ever seen do this when he talks. <laughs> I've seen turkeys do that. I'm always, when I'm watching, I'm always waiting for him to go gobble, gobble. <laughs> What I truly love is when he gets something right. Because when our president gets something right, he is the happiest man on earth. He gets that little smile on his face, that I can't believe that came out correctly smile. It's like a fan is blowing on him two or three hundred miles an hour. He's not getting word of world hunger. He's just getting all the way through the sentence and he's content. Right? Happy. Like, and that's yep. why the United States will lead us all to peace. It's so true. I, you know, I know, those, were, those, were, uh, those were good days, though. When we could do that. When you do that stuff, and it, I don't know, things were a lot less stressful one way or another. I, um, I I got my turkey yesterday, actually. I picked it up from the farmer. This thing is this thing's a beast. It's not frozen. Oh, it, I mean, it's only, it's only 15 pounds, but it's, uh, it, was, it was, you know, it was hours. It was a fine hours. turkey. He was a What's stud. That? He was a stud, that turkey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he probably he probably still has a Facebook account. <laughs> they didn't even didn't even close his Facebook account before they brought him <laughs> off. The, but it was it's so fresh. And I paid a little extra for it because, I, you know, I just wanted I never had a fresh turkey. So we'll say gonna, it's going to be my first time deep frying it tomorrow alone. <sighs> We've we've only deep fried turkeys for the last eight years or so. So, but it's the first time I'm doing it alone. I got, I bought myself a new the new indoor one. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, it's not like the pot. It, it takes a lot less oil. Um, it's electric. So what are you doing? Propane. You're not really deep frying it. You're actually kind of like air frying it, or is it actually? No, no. It's it's it takes it takes oil. Okay. It's not a uh, but it's it's not propane. 
and it's uh it's yeah you could do it inside we had that but so i got the newer one so we'll see if i, if I come you know we get back together on on friday morning and half my face is missing then we'll know what happened we're gonna call you leno call me claude rains god bless jay leno man he came out of that pretty pretty amazing for what happened to him anyway um, i know all right guys thank you for joining us today you have been listening to the dark delight podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Everybody, thank your lucky stars for all the things important to you tomorrow. And we'll be back here on Friday. Indeed. See you then. Later. <laughs>